We're Michael and Amy, your couples connection coaches. Our mission is to help couples thrive using a conscious and holistic approach. This podcast is for couples and singles who want to unlock their relationship potential and reconnect on a deeper, more meaningful soul level. We share insights, client breakthroughs and personal stories to help move your relationship from surviving to thriving. It's Michael and Amy here for another podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we're really excited to share with you some insights today that might really be helpful for you, particularly if you're a couple or individuals and you have kids. Yeah, it's going to be a, a hot topic because I think this is something that we can all relate to if we've had children in a relationship is actually the lack of of passion, the lack of intimacy that couples experience after the children come into the the scene. That's right. And approximately two-thirds of couples express less satisfaction and more conflict in their relationship during this time. So this time being when we have kids introduced into our relationship. So we need to understand that having children emotionally revolutionizes a relationship it has to change like Mm. not just temporarily but for the remainder of that experience until the kids grow up and certainly past that time as well so obviously we're just a couple initially and then we need to adjust to the transition of having two or three however many kids you end up having in the family unit priority shifts and roles are redefined aren't they Yeah, definitely. And I think um, it gets really stressful. Like I know you and I maybe shared on our last episode some of the impacts that we experienced from the children and the disconnection. But there's not only just that that's stressful in our relationship, having the children, but these days it feels like there's so much more out there as well that we need to kind of look after and worry about and, and think about as well. Yeah, so I'd love to just have that freedom when we had mm. our kids of just being there for them mm. and only having our attention for them. And then through that process, both of us not needing to, to work or to have these commitments. But the truth is, is, is the landscape has changed dramatically for us as human beings, particularly in the last 30 years or so. So, yeah, it's only normal that your relationship's going to change and the dynamics and and how you interact with your partner, like all the additional tasks and chores and to-do lists that you've got on the plate with um, children coming along. It can really upset things. And and what we've seen in our work is how much that actually really kind of um, disturbs a couple and they they find it hard to get back Mm. on their feet, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Because it requires a shift. It requires a real concerted effort now because we only have a limited amount of space to work with. One of the biggest changes uh, socially that's happened in our society is that in recent decades, say in the the last 30 or 40 years or so, there's been a massive increase in the labor force for the participation of mothers. So when you first have a child under the age of five, like how many mums are actually working or in the Mm. workforce? So having a look at some studies today and the employment rate of mothers increased from, you imagine in 1984, 30% of mothers are working. Mm. Fast forward to today, and it's 63%. So it's more than doubled. 
So just think about that dynamic and how it actually impacts a family environment and how that can actually contribute to a disconnect, resentment, um, the unevenness in terms of those responsibilities that need to be met. You think about being a mum at the same time as having to work. And I know that that's not always the case, but if we have that luxury these days, I mean, the, the average mortgage now, believe it or not, this shocked me, but this year, the average mortgage in Australia is $711,000. So, you know, the average Australian that has a mortgage, that's the financial burden. So throw that into the mix as well. And we've got stress. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And what's left for the relationship? You know, this is what we're all about is trying to help couples you know, have a thriving relationship. But when you've got all that on the plate, I can understand why most people go, I've got nothing. I've got, yeah. I'm exhausted. I've got nothing to give to my partner because I've given it all to everybody else, which we get. We understand. We sympathize. We've been there. We've been there. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think today it would be really cool to kind of maybe share some ways and maybe some insights to help couples in situations like this where, where they don't find they've got time or energy for intimacy, where they're, they're kind of maybe bickering and fighting because they're under so much stress and maybe the resentment's building between the two because we, we feel like our roles are unfair. I'm doing more than him, blah, blah, blah. All of that stuff that happens in a, in a everyday relationship. So can we um, maybe have a look at something like that to help them? All right, yes, we can. That's what we're here for. So we, uh, we love this stuff. This is what we're all about and uh, we want to empower you guys to get better. And let's just start with small steps. But, um, but for this podcast, I wanted you to do some pondering. So we're mm. going to give you that opportunity today and we're going to just frame it with a question to start. And I wonder whether we can start with the first question just to get you thinking, mm. just to get you thinking about where you're at currently because, yeah, I think that's a good place to start because I noticed that we used to operate just on automatic pilot. We probably didn't give ourselves time for some consideration of actually what's happening in the relationship because we were just busy doing our roles and doing our jobs. So I feel like this is a great opportunity if you're listening to this to just take a moment and do some self-reflection that we've got a couple of really great questions for you today um, and just have a look at what is going on in the relationship and are there any ways that you can maybe make some tweaks or maybe you can make some massive changes um, to bring about more more uh, happiness in the relationship and ultimately in the household, right? Yeah, that's it because all we see is the residual effect of the unease between the two of you and for us, I know that you would typically... Um, I guess you would you would chase me with issues, and for me, I would typically withdraw from the issues. So I would look to escape from them. So instead of turning away, we're asking you to turn towards it today. Hmm. All right. So yeah. what's the first question? So the first question is: Does the role of parenting feel overwhelming, lopsided, or unfair, affecting your connection with your partner? So if so, then how? What's going on in the relationship? How does that feel for you? And take a moment maybe just to ponder that one. Um, but if you wanted to pause the podcast as well, maybe just take some time to grab your journal and mm. write down a few notes because that's a big deep question we've just asked you. Yeah, does it feel overwhelming, this parenting thing that we're in, right? This hat that we have to put on. Does it feel lopsided or unfair which affects that connection between the two of you as a couple? So 
the reason that we wanted to bring this up is because like there's things that can be said like you know oh he he just never helps out or you know i i wish that she would understand um you know what i'm going through at the moment i have to work hard and then i come home and then i'm thrown with all these roles or i'm giving the kids or and then of course you just that that's where it starts that's where the emergence of that separation that that kind of resentment the wedge that sits Mm. between the two of you starts so if we can bring it to the table then that's the key here so we want to give you a couple of solutions really briefly now and the first thing is all about acknowledging and communicating that you're feeling that way Mm. right because often it just comes out in our behaviors it comes out in our bickering it comes out in our kind of anger and frustration in certain words and tones and put downs but don't you, shouldn't you know that? Can't you read my mind? Yeah, 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 that's right. We need to be mind readers, <laughs> Come right? On. I'm yeah. telling you, the average couple just expect um, us to be uh, each other. We're just mind readers. But the truth is we, we just can't do that. We, we assume that they know. Yeah, that's that's the thing, right? We, we make these assumptions and we just, you know, why can't you know what I'm thinking? How come you can't understand how I'm feeling? I'm showing you all of these ways externally, but yet we're, we un- we're unable to voice it. And this is where we need to, to address this issue and this, this situation. So if we need to voice it, would it be healthy for me to just say then like, <laughs> you never help me out with, you know, with the kids? What do you reckon? <laughs> no, obviously not. It's not going to help anything. And all that's going to do is, is stir me up or burr up the, the other partner and, you know, create more conflict and disagreement. So how about there's a, there's a different way to reframe this and comes from a bit of emotional maturity. And remember, you're the adults in this relationship. So you've got to lead by example, particularly because your children are watching these types of um, things play out as well. So maybe trying to use a sentence like, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. Is there some way that we can sit down and, and talk about the ways that we can help each other? Yeah. See, the, just that approach there seems softer. It seems like mm. it's non-critical and it's not like a piercing to my heart and c- with a tone of criticality <laughs> to it, like, you never, mm. I wish you were like this. Mm. Um, so straight away, I mean, if you if you did approach it that way, particularly if you're triggered, then expect a retaliation. Mm, mm. And maybe just being clear, like being um, clear with what your needs are and how your partner can help you with those needs in some way. And again, saying that with um, kindness and remembering that you're adults and we're not just going to be trying to dig or pick at somebody else. So, yeah. Yeah, the cool thing for the women here is that the guys want to fix it, right? They're fixers. So if you can clearly map out exactly what it is that needs to be done or ways in which we can, um, in ways in which she can actually feel like it's lifted. So if they can approach that in a way that's purposeful, so you're empowering your man, then that's going to be a, a more successful way of achieving the outcome that you want. So can you clearly map out what you need and what resources you need um, to alleviate some of the stress. Yeah. So how does that play out then with bringing back passion and intimacy? That's got nothing to do with that, well, I wouldn't think. Well, I mean, if you understand, like, I mean, if you and I, we used to have um, disagreements and arguments and we would bicker at each other, we'd roll our eyes at each other because that was just how we communicated. We, we just really thought that our partner, that I thought that you understood what the hell I was talking about. But 
you really you really were so engrossed into your own stuff so we never actually kind of had that time to sit down intentionally and discuss the problem at hand when you discuss and you resolve a problem it it's like it clears this fog. Mm, mm, mm. It, it clears this fog. And then when the fog's cleared and you're both clearer on your roles, you're both clearer on where you stand, you understand those those unwritten rules that are in each other's heads, then the harmony can, can coexist between the two of us, right? Mm. Yeah, and then, of course, when we're feeling heard and when we're feeling that our needs are being met, that leads to that intimacy and that connection again, which ultimately brings back those those sparks of passion from time to time. So, yeah, yeah I think this is the, the whole, um, you know, issue that we're trying to address is this lack of passion or intimacy. So these are just little steps, but they can be big steps in the long run. So what's another question for us to think about? Yeah, this one is, do you find yourself criticizing your partner, maybe being disrespectful, inconsiderate? more now than before you had kids Mm. so i'm just going to ask that again do you find yourself criticizing your partner being disrespectful (laughs) or inconsiderate more now than before you had kids if so in what situations yeah it's a pretty uh common issue the, the criticizing you know and that's really hurtful um, i know the gottman institute calls it one of the four horsemen but it it can really be a cause of huge issues in a relationship when we criticize each other. So if we're starting to, to filter that into the relationship, you know, like we, we may be talking about a little bit before, but the why don't you do this and how come you do that and do, you know, like that kind of uh, personal criticism, that that is something that we need to catch and be mindful of because it's not, it's not healthy. But what, what is healthy is the option of maybe being curious you know, maybe why or looking at ways that you can help each other and the curiosity can help to kind of bring that to light. Yeah, curiosity helps us to drop into our partner's point of view. It Mm. keeps us at a level of openness as opposed to closedness where we're just only thinking about our own reality. So it also requires a lot of self-awareness here. So watching yourself, being aware of how you speak, how can it improve? Even how you speak with the kids. Mm. How do you speak to the kids? Are you yelling at them? Are you disrespecting them? Uh, But yeah, most importantly, I mean, we're looking to help the relationship to thrive and flourish first so that it filters out into the family dynamic. So notice your put downs. What are put downs? Yeah, any any type of um, a word, a gesture, an eye roll, a turn away from um, anything that doesn't feel nice for your partner, you know, and they they might um, not even be conscious of it because we do it that often. It becomes like a normal thing in our relationship or in some people's relationship um, that they they might not be aware of it. It's so subtle Mm. sometimes. It's the subtle thing, especially if you've been together for a while. I know for us, like tone. Just something as simple as tone, the way that your language was expressed to me, sometimes I saw it as being um, at a level of contempt. Like, you know, the way that you speak to me is even beyond being maybe feeling like I'm criticized. Mm. Uh, It's like I could never, never do enough. I could never be enough. And that was exhausting. And um, and so, yeah, just have a look at the language. It's not just the words you use, hey. It's, yeah. it's the eye rolling. It's the body turning language. away. It's the body mm-hmm. language. It's the, 
Even the hand gestures. <laughs> so then what can we do? So what's something that we could do to maybe restore this uh, situation? Yeah, flip it around to the positive. Like, mm. I mean, what, what do you love seeing? Maybe turn it around to what you love seeing. And especially, I'm just speaking from a man's point of view, when you started to say to me, I love it when you just take the bin out without me having to ask you to do it. I love it when that happens. That really helps me. Like straight away, I'm just called to action in that I want to be of service to you. I want to help you out here. I want you to feel good. So if I was told, you never put the bins out, you never do that. To me, and I'm saying this right now with my you know truth, is that even if you said that to me today, I would resist that more. <laughs> I would resist that. I don't know why, mm. but it's kind of like you're controlling me, so I'm going to resist that. Mm-mm. And and I think that's a fairly common situation in most relationships. But even just switching it and changing it to what you do like, the same as positive reinforcement with children, right? Mm. It's it's um, a, an easy thing to forget, but a simple thing to do. Really, just focusing on the appreciation of what your partner does and that the. the the simple things. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate that. Um, and that can really shift the intimacy and and the feeling of connection in the relationship because we were talking earlier about stress, you know, the, the additional stress that everyone's experiencing these days with, you know, interest rates and the cost of living and the demands of mums working. So all of these things are playing out and, and unfortunately the relationship in the household is where they come to the surface. We, we hide it pretty well at, at home and, um, you know, with our friends, but it's, it's, at, it's at home where it comes exploding out and it's not a nice place to be able to, to do that. But let's see if we can change the negativity into positivity and noticing the actual positive things and the appreciative things that our partners do for us and calling those out more, bringing more positivity in, in energetically as well. This takes a real shift of consciousness, I reckon. <laughs> you know, like that, just having that, that level of maturity when stuff is going crazy a million miles an hour in your head, mm. it's not easy, guys. Like this isn't just an overnight flick of the switch. It takes practice. It's rewiring our neural pathways. So mm. just be gentle with yourself. All right. Do you reckon we have one more? Yeah, Time for one more question? I, I reckon we do. And and I think it'll be this one because this will probably be pertinent to anybody who's had kids. Hmm. Have you been neglecting your relationship by excessively focusing on the needs of your child? <laughs> so is there a disproportionate level of attention that's towards your children and the byproduct of that is the relationship is suffering. I think that's a, a pretty fair thing to say that it's normal for, for people to do that, particularly in the early early stages of, of the mm. needs of the children because the needs are the so high. But it's, it's not super healthy to continually focusing on, on the child. Um, and sometimes actually, you know, what just came to me is that we actually use that as a cover. We use it as a bit of a, um, what's well, the like word? An like excuse a, an or excuse a, or a, a reason as to why you can't do anything else or a reason why you're exhausted or a reason why um, I can't connect with you. Yeah, it's kind of like you're hiding away from the truth. You don't want to face the truth of what's going on in a relationship. So you put all your energy into the kids. 
yeah what's that word you yeah know yeah what i mean well yeah. it is it mm. is it's just like a denial and mm. you're just sort of pushing away the the main issue and and yeah you've got roles to to play so yeah you can get lost in the role though and but where does the role come from because i mean obviously when you need to be a mother right you need to do a good job at that but what is doing a good job like who defines that yeah well of course it comes the only way that you know or seen is from your own mother or your own um, childhood and how your mother did the job or the role that they did and you often compare yourself without knowing but it's a normal thing again to, to try and live up to them and their expectations and how they manage the house or how they they, they they mothered and I'm sure there's there's people out there listening that maybe didn't have the best mother um, but that again can also go on the opposite we can overcompensate and give our children too much because we've had that experience so it gets quite deep here but um, for me in my experience I I was trying to fill some pretty big shoes and I put a lot of pressure on myself because my mum was very giving my mum was very um, motherly you know all of her presence all of her time or, or anything we needed she was there for us but in the same respect, I tried to do that and it actually burnt me out. It actually kind of left me in such a comparison state that I f- didn't feel like a very good mother. I was unworthy almost in a way. I'm like, I can't be a good mum. I'm yeah, not a good you, mum. You were, you were beating yourself up a bit and I remember that. Mm. And this is the comparison that we're talking about is, you know, the statistics that I talked about, I mean, in 1984, you know, like – things have massively shifted and the way that we parent obviously you know it it shifted as well so how can we expect to be you know the same uh, mother in the same way that our mother did when the pressures are so much higher now yeah Um, Yeah. so we need to actually have some compassion for ourselves at the same time Um, and and i really think that some self-inquiry into how you want to parent is the solution here how do you want to do it is mm. it based on your mum is it based on some book that you read uh because you know there's books out there that that just say look you need to let your child self-soothe um do you think that's healthy i, I don't know this is a book this is somebody else's opinion how do you want to parent and one thing we neglect is that we block we don't give ourselves the time and the attention uh, and, and we don't give our partners the time and attention. So one thing I would really suggest here is to potentially give yourself that space and time for alone time, right? Because that's so important. If it can't be every day, at least every second day, just having some space for yourself. Hmm. Alone time as a couple, if it's possible, maybe when the kids are in bed, just concerted time together, not just watching TV, just sitting with each other and listening to each other's present, uh, being there in presence with each other. And maybe even time socially outside of the relationship, outside of the family. So if you can schedule in times like that, it's going to equate to a healthier relationship and a healthier relationship with your children as well. Yeah, so just to sum up that question, you know, have you been neglecting your relationship by focusing on the children? There's a couple of ways that you can um, notice that. And number one is a bit of self-inquiry about checking in and seeing if that's what is happening. And number two is actually scheduling in some time for yourself and your partner because uh, the date nights, the connection time, the the 10 minutes on the couch for a cup of tea, they're all really important ways to connect to help bring back that intimacy and that passion that we really um, are lacking unfortunately because remember 
we have to put the relationship first. It's not the me and the you, and I think I've harped on about this before, but I think it's so important that we, if we've got a solid relationship and the energy between the two of us is focused on and, and our attention's given to that, then that is just going to filter out through everything that we do in our life and with our children as well. Nailed it. Exactly. So you need to look after yourself through this process. We give so much to our kids and I think it's beautiful. It's awesome. It's amazing. And we want to be selfless parents. But um, what happens five years down the track when you guys have such a big gap between the two of you because you haven't been spending that 10, 15 minutes each night just reconciling the issues as we go Mm. and there's just a bigger gap and maybe he's avoiding the whole situation and you're chasing or you guys are both avoiding you know connecting again and that's just leading to a lack of passion and intimacy so you know this was leading towards passion that's what this episode is about passion and reigniting it when you've got the kids if you just address those those questions in a healthy way then naturally what's going to come of that is more connection and probably more time in the bedroom together that's meaningful, not just forced, planned, scheduled sex. We're talking about deep, intimate connection between each other that's maintained through this period of time. Yeah, because let's, let's be honest, this is such a beautiful gift that we've got given is, is to connect um, sexually with your partner so it's something that we need to actually give energy and time to and it's just not going to naturally happen and children are a beautiful blessing and they're such a gift but if we don't um, focus on the relationship then unfortunately it leads to a lot of unhappiness and disruption so yeah all right well, we hope you it. got some little gold mm-hmm. nuggets out of that and uh, and i want you to ponder on those questions if you haven't done already and uh and i might even throw them in the in the show notes as well of the podcast so and if you struggle with this area if you're finding that there's no intimacy no passion no space for it no time for it then please reach out because we've got a whole bunch more uh of information and strategies and tools to get that happening in your in your relationship again so uh we always offer a free chat and we would love to um, connect with you and, and help you yeah we can work from anywhere in the world via zoom and um and at least half of our clients are, are online and and we're getting some amazing results from some of those so make sure you reach out um, even just shoot us a message and just let us know hey i'm having some problems with communication for example do you have any tips or tricks and we'd love to share some stuff with you all right thanks guys we'll see you on the next episode